Welcome to this very special bonus episode of In the Field. We make In the Field to introduce you to the people trying to solve hard social problems, to their ideas and practices, and to the conversations that sometimes get stuck inside the social sector's conference rooms. And we go through an exhaustive process to identify the stories and themes that we plan for each series. Because there are so many interesting things being worked on and so many exciting organizations and people to speak to. But some topics are better presented by the people who work on them. And this is why in series two, In the Field will feature bonus episodes that talk about specific themes in development, featuring the work of specific organizations and the issues they are driven by. We hope these bonus episodes will give listeners a way to learn about the most exciting, impactful work being done by committed organizations. This episode is brought to you by Indus Action, an organization working on a very specific tenet of the Right to Education Act. They're trying to improve the way affirmative action is implemented in India's private schools. तो आगे हमारा भविष्य भी तरक्की करेगा क्योंकि अगर हम आज वर्तमान में अपने बच्चों को नहीं शिक्षा देंगे तो वो भविष्य में भी नहीं पढ़ेंगे भविष्य में भी वो इस चीज के वैल्यू नहीं समझेंगे एजुकेशन हैज बीन एन इंपॉर्टेंट बिल्डिंग ब्लॉक ऑफ इंडिपेंडेंट इंडिया इट इज सपोज्ड टू बी द ग्रैंड लेवलर इन एन अनइक्वल सोसाइटी बट इट टुक इयर्स ऑफ हार्ड वर्क फ्रॉम ऑर्गेनाइजेशंस एक्टिविस्ट्स एंड इवन द स्टेट टू मेक एजुकेशन अ फंडामेंटल राइट In 2009, the Right to Education Act was introduced as the 86th Amendment to the Indian Constitution. With that stroke of law, we made education a fundamental right and justiceable, which means that if these conditions are not being met, a citizen, a child or a parent could kind of take recourse in courts to hold the government accountable. It is now incumbent on the state to ensure that every child between 6 and 14 receives free and compulsory education and no barrier whether its documentation or geography or social status holds a child back i'm tarun founder and ceo of indus action where our mission is to enable the access to rights for disadvantaged families in india research shows that the majority of indian children have a learning gap of around 4 and 1/2 years in spite of being in school for 10 years and according to the world bank's human capital index indian children achieve only 44% of their productive potential these numbers are highly dependent on your identity which caste you're born into what is your gender are you born rural or urban or your religion as well further aggravates the disadvantage a particular child can have in terms of realizing their full potential every year around 20 million children enter the schooling system and only 8 million of them are able to choose where they go if you have these 12 million children Uh, growing up to only realizing about 40 45% of their productive potential you're going to have working adults who will walk into say the workforce uh, not being kind of uh, either able to realize the potential of the economy or kind of fully play the role of an active citizen so on both counts of what education is supposed to deliver we are kind of uh, doing a great disservice and we have a huge scope for unfulfilled potential uh, and that's where kind of this kind of policy hopes to kind of make a reversal uh, in terms of the current status quo one of the sticking points of the act was a revolutionary clause 
which said that even private schools that are unaided by the government have a social responsibility to ensure that their classrooms are diverse. The Act mandates that 25% of seats in the entry-level year, kindergarten or first grade, be reserved for economically or socially weaker sections of society and disadvantaged groups. This is Article 12.1c of the RTE. And throughout this episode, you'll hear from the workers at the forefront trying to help families avail of this right. EWS is एक प्राइवेट स्कूलों के लिए है कि भाई 25 परसेंट बच्चों के लिए रिजर्व है सीटें जिसमें कि हम एससी एसटी या रिजर्व या ओबीसी वगैरह के आते हैं इसमें उनको ये बताना ईडब्ल्यूएस फॉर्म निकलते हैं तो वो गरीब बच्चों के लिए या फिर जो इसमें ओबीसी एससी एसटी में आते हैं या फिर क्लांग है अनाथ हैं या जेंडर चेंज है जिन्हें हमारे समाज में मतलब हमारे बराबर नहीं खड़ा होने दिया जाता इस तरह के लोगों के लिए फॉर्म निकलते हैं जिससे अगर एक लॉटरी सिस्टम है जिससे अगर लॉटरी में नंबर आ जाए आप फॉर्म भर दें तो आपका बच्चा आठवीं तक कक्षा तक बिल्कुल फ्री पड़ेगा सो द स्टेट डिफाइंड अ पर्टिकुलर बेंचमार्क सो एवरीबॉडी विद अ लैक एंड लेस इनकम पर एनम एंड इफ यू बिलोंग टू एससी एसटी नॉन क्रीमिलियर ओबीसी एंड इफ यू और चाइल्ड विद स्पेशल नीड्स और ट्रांसजेंडर और एचआईवी अफेक्टेड these are all the categories that the state defined to basically to abide by the constitutional value of uh, equality and fraternity once again a great policy on paper uh, it kind of tries to imagine a classroom where uh, like eklavya and arjun can can study in the same classroom in a modern day india um, and a lot of academic evidence points to it being beneficial for both groups of children uh, the economically advantaged and the economically disadvantaged so the problem with all of these rights is that these are mandated by the central government but the implementation happens at the state level right and at the state level there is a lot of dilution that happens by the time it gets to the individual so it becomes very person independent that's geeta dang a board member of indus action and a passionate advocate for inclusive education so we face a lot of resistance at a private school level because some of the details of the how much the private schools will be reimbursed so it leaves a lot for uh, the state government and the civil society to bridge the gap between kind of the intent of the law uh, and the the way in it needs to translate in in actual practice jama bhi kar diya tha sabko fir bhi naam nahi aaya suno dekho ye jab ye lottery system hai ye aap logo ko bata de kabhi aap log ye kaho 18 mein 30 march ko aapka bachcha छह साल से कम होना चाहिए चाहे वो एक दिन कम हो अगर एक दिन भी ऊपर होगा तो आपका फोन सबमिट नहीं होगा टेक्निकल प्रॉब्लम्स वो कभी ना कभी स्मार्टफोन के साथ हो सकता है क्योंकि हम यहाँ पे रहते हैं वहाँ इलेक्ट्रिसिटी की प्रॉब्लम हो जाती है कभी कभार प्लस नेटवर्क का एक मेजर इशू रहता है काफी सारे एरियाज में तो टेक्निकल प्रॉब्लम ये तीन चीजें रहती है फिर फॉर्म फिलिंग में इनिशियली काफी टाइम जाता है तो वो पूरा प्रोसेस थोड़ा स्लो होता है हिंदी और इंग्लिश की जो समझ है But the challenge really is how do you do this at an India scale, where every year you have 20 lakh children who can potentially be benefited by this law, but it does not translate into reality for all these 20 lakh children. So, intersection? What is it? Ah, intersection. Uh, intersection is like. Hi. Who is it? Aram. ये आपको इंटरसेक्शन में आए में कहां से लग 
इंटरसेक्शन के बारे में मुझे स्कूल में एसएमसी के जो सोशल वर्कर हैं उन लोगों से पता लगा अच्छा तो आप अभी तक कितने रजिस्टर कर चुके हैं मैंने अभी तक हंड्रेड हंड्रेड या वन कर चुकी हूँ एक सौ दस या सौ के आसपास में रजिस्ट्रेशन कर चुकी हूँ So imagine you get 8 to 10 years of free education in a school of your choice in the neighborhood where you live and we would assume that every parent would know this but in reality very very few eligible families are actually aware of the policy imagine then the admission process for a parent with little or no information and most parents struggle to understand government notifications to ensure good odds for their child they would probably have to apply to five or six schools This means physically visiting each private school which can be quite daunting for a parent from a disadvantaged community. First you have to get past the security guard and then once you make it past the gate you have to get an application form which is probably in English and then you would probably have to find someone to help you navigate the admission halls and then you would have to do this all over again to submit the form. And even after that uh, it was kind of conditional lottery Uh, which were not open and transparent uh, the lottery dates were not declared uh, you weren't informed by phone so you had to visit the school very often and look out for the notice board as to when this lottery would happen in case you you were very diligent and did land up for the lottery there were the odds that you would probably not get the lottery and the lottery was probably rigged as well in this action is a young spirited organization and everyone comes with either first hand teaching or government experience they are either teach for india alumni or have been pmrdf or gandhi fellows and nearly everyone is under 30 years old and they have a very nimble approach they run large awareness campaigns that target communities actively seeking seats to private schools they work in 18 states and their partnership model varies from working with early stage entrepreneurial organizations interested in policy implementation to working directly offering tech support to state governments to ensure that the rights are actually extended to the population in five states they have mous with the government such as in delhi where shiksha sahyogis the frontline workers whom you've heard through the show do everything from making door to door visits to running a calling bank to help admission seekers navigate this process in this action relies very much on data and two years into working with communities their data showed that in the existing system the odds were really stacked against these parents there was only a 5% success rate and taking the process online they realized would make it fairer more transparent and more equitable Uh, as an example in delhi when we moved the process online uh, from 2015-16 admission cycle a parent on average was applying to about 20 schools so the choice uh, by virtue of just going from offline to uh, online increased by an order of 7 we know that technology can help solve many of the problems of murky bureaucratic processes by working with the state to streamline all these procedural aspects in this action helps the state handle the large number of parents applying for admissions many of whom are motivated to do so thanks to the dedicated shiksha sayogis on the ground so irrespective of what the bias at an application level is uh, the the seats are distributed equitably uh, on on a gender split uh, likewise we realize that children with special needs do not apply up to a percentage of 3% which is once again a mandate according to right to education act another big issue they flag is reimbursements states are required to reimburse or subsidize the cost of every rte admission but the reality is that schools grapple with late reimbursements slow reimbursements or even no reimbursements there are many states where schools are still expecting uh, kind of reimbursements after 2 to 3 years of having admitted a child so this clearly kind of leads to uh, a lot of uh, 
resentment uh, and rightfully so among lots of schools uh, especially schools which heavily dependent on this reimbursement to manage their cash flows and according to indus actions research nearly 80% of private schools meant to comply are yet to participate in the admission process nationally and across india only around a fifth of the available seats are getting filled but there are states that have managed to crack this the hardest part of this work is to change the attitudes towards children admitted under rte the culture of a school matters a lot to the outcome of a child's education which child constantly forced to be labeled by their status would look forward to school it's very likely that the child will probably be segregated either within the classroom or outside the classroom so initially there were efforts to segregate ews or 25% children into separate classroom the court had to once again intervene and and uh, kind of give direction saying that that is not permissible um, and then schools uh, some of the schools resorted to kind of segregating children within the classroom in terms of which benches they sat on which rows they sat on what kind of uniform they had where they sat in uh, the um, the lunch breaks what opportunities they had on the playground and it's very likely then in the first couple of years the child is going to drop out if uh, he or she is going to face um uh, such exclusive behavior uh, from say the school leadership in this action uses data to understand what happens to children once they're in school especially to learn more about retention and dropout rates and this is where the system needs the most energy and effort they'll use the same metaphor of kind of building a bridge uh, and uh, like they say it takes a kind of village to raise a child uh, i would say like it like kind of takes uh, everybody in the society to kind of build this bridge ये कि उसका विकास हो सके अगर मान लिया हम एक एक इंसान कितने जनों को अवेयरनेस लाएगा तो ज्यादा मेंबर हमारे साथ जुड़ेंगे तो वो ज्यादा को ज्यादा को नॉलेज दे सकेंगे कि यहाँ पे ये ये नियम चल रहे हैं ये रूल चल रहे हैं सरकार हमें ये ये फायदे दे रही है तो हम क्यों ना उसका फायदा उठाए आपका सपना क्या मेरा सपना तो यही है कि अच्छे से अच्छा जितना हो सके मैं सबको अच्छे से अच्छा जितनी नॉलेज है मैं दूं और मैं खुद भी नॉलेज करूं दिस एपिसोड इज स्पॉन्सर्ड बाय इंडस एक्शन फॉर मोर इंफॉर्मेशन अबाउट देयर वर्क ऑन राइट्स बेस्ड इश्यूज इन इंडिया एंड अपॉर्चुनिटीज फॉर एंगेजमेंट राइट टू info@indusaction.org स्क्रिप्ट एंड एडिटिंग बाय राधिका विश्वनाथन एंड सामयुक्ता वर्मा एंड साउंड प्रोडक्शन बाय संतोष नाटराजा द थर्ड आई स्टूडियो थीम म्यूजिक बाय हॉलिस कोट्स आई एम राधिका विश्वनाथन Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next in the field episode coming very soon.